Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It's the afternoon on Friday the 11th of February, which means it's time to check in with Sammy Shah once again. I'm Dom Knight, Charles Firth here too. Sammy, hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm, I'm traumatised. Well, why? Because I just watched... Other than, other than life in general and yeah, everything life that in general is showing probably us. I just watched a video of Scott Morrison playing April Sun in Cuba by Dragon... On the ukulele. When I say playing, I use the term very loosely. I think mm. massacring would be the way to put it. It's a, it's a promo it? clip for 60 Minutes that's coming out on Sunday, which we'll do. A, we'll, we're we'll, just talking about doing a drunk reaction. Can we just play a clip too. of it now just so that everyone... Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. ...get a sense of what it is because it's only just come out on social media. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. Oh my God, that it's is brave. I mean, I admire his bravery in several respects. Firstly, that he's massacring, like that's an appalling piece of music. Yes. But also, as if after what's happened, you would talk about sunny holiday destinations. <laughs> I mean, but, but also that's, you know, it's not on him. That's partly on Karl Stefanovic or Stefanovic or how do you, how do you pronounce Karl's last name? Stefanovic, I think. Is Stefanovic, right. So th- that's on him because at some point he should have said, Get that goddamn ukulele out of your hand and let's talk mm. about the fact that you have made a complete dog's bollocks of the entire country in the last week alone. <laughs> and let's talk about those issues as opposed to this terrible song that you're doing. I don't but even blame it... him for being bad at playing the ukulele. Who plays I totally the ukulele disagree. well? I totally disagree. I think like if you want to convince the majority of Australians that he's a terrible human being, yes. that clip, it says so much. You don't even need to look at the discrimination. <laughs> yeah, because no one goes, oh, good. that. Oh, good. The guy's got out of the ukulele at a party. Like, no one <laughs> yeah, says yeah. that. No one goes, oh, wow, we're on to ukulele time. This is like, going to be better. He's playing a Hawaiian <laughs> instrument. Oh, my God, you're right. This is bad optics right yes. there because he's reminding everyone no. of when he was in Hawaii. No, no, no. It's genius. He's leaning in to the Hawaii thing. He's brand- so he doesn't hold a hose, but he holds a ukulele? Sure, I was overseas during a massive crisis when much of the country was on fire, but mm. I got a ukulele. Yeah, like he's not being defensive about it. This is the whole thing is you own your own weaknesses. So if you... If that's your weakest point, the Hawaii trip, you make it the centre point of the thing. I'm Mr. Hawaii guy. That's the Carl Rove principle. All right, look, I mean, look again. We, who's to say? Because it, let's not forget, Bill Clinton became wildly popular because he could play the saxophone badly. Because he and- could play the saxophone, though, <laughs> at least somewhat. I just want to. I mean, maybe this is we we couldn't get the religious discrimination bill over the line. Yes. I mean, thank mm-hmm. goodness. But I think we can all come together as a nation and ban ukuleles, can't we? Can we have ukulele discrimination or Has even dragon discrimination? Ever- 
Has anyone ever reacted well to the sentence, hey, I'm going to play the ukulele now? <laughs> like, how is yeah. that not the worst thing that you ever put anyone through? But also, that's the way he wins his appeal. Because yes. he reminds everyone of all of their, you, you know, collective shit dads who forced yes. them to listen to terrible things. It was either play the ukulele or put on Dire Straits' um, you know, last album mm. and just sing along to that and then mouth the guitar solos for the next two hours, which 60 minutes, by the way, would happily have played as well. Just Scott Morrison mouthing guitar solos by Mark Knopfler for a, a total of 60 minutes. I would have had the exact same journalistic integrity <laughs> and quality as him playing the fucking ukulele. But it's, it's the dead cat, isn't it? Which is, we, you know, have just spent the last three minutes not talking about his complete mm-hmm. fuck-ups during the week because he puts the ukulele... Like, he, it's just, like, literally... Present something so much worse. Like the ukulele playing is worse. But hang on. But well, is, <laughs> isn't the get dead cat thing, you go look over here, yeah. there's a dead cat, rather than my musical stylings. I have just murdered this cat. cat. Dying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Dom, you're not getting it. Look, okay. Before he tried, it, it's happened once before this week already, right? Like he needed to distract from Grace Stame and Brittany Higgins, and he needed to distract from the lack of uh, federal ICAC. So he basically did the religious discrimination bill. And then he needed to distract from the religious discrimination bill. So he played the ukulele. And the strategy here is. If you have a headache, I'll punch you in the stomach. You can't feel your headache anymore because now your stomach hurts. And then because your stomach hurts, I'll punch you in the balls because now you can't feel the headache or the stomachache anymore because your balls are hurting. And that is the political genius of Scott Morrison. But isn't none of it working? I mean, Peter Dutton's clearly uh, on the verge of launching a challenge. Here's the, here's his the own problem ministers I are leaking. Like his own cabinet ministers are leaking against that whole thing about yes, how he yes. offered the... Um, the federal ICAC, if they've supported the religious discrimination bill, the wheels are falling off, aren't they? Yes, but he is holding us hostage in a very clever situation because here's where we are. If Scott Morrison goes, if there's, a, if there's an internal coup or he loses the next election, the next leader of the Liberal Party will be Peter Dutton. And then the question rises, are we better off or are we worse off? Because I mean, does he have a ukulele? That's basically the way of determining. He probably has a ukulele made of human flesh. I mean, there is, it's the, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's Peter Dutton, right? So now we're in that situation where the only redeeming quality to Scott Morrison is that he isn't Peter Dutton. Mm. And we now have to consider maybe we keep Scott Morrison alive and yes. get his career back up again to save ourselves from Peter Dutton. It's yes. like being attacked by Mothra and turning to Godzilla for help. Sure, Godzilla is going to level most of Neo-Tokyo while fighting Mothra, but it's still better than Mothra, Yes, I think that's right. Like, I, th- I think you've actually summed up my entire thought process yesterday when it became clear that Dutton's making a tilt for it, which mm-hmm. is, no, we've got to keep the- Morrison. Like, I, I'm will. prepared to sort of <laughs> answer him. Dutton polls. won't do the numbers. Yeah, if, I, if I'm Dutton's do doing the numbers, the numbers Morrison's staying. Yes. Like, and it's sort of genius branding, isn't it? Like, it, like just from a, I mean, it, there's a sort of, like, it's like literally the Liberal Party have just, in Dutton, they've got this thing. It's like they can yes. threaten it at yeah, any time. Absolutely. Yes. It's just They've genius. literally got a gun to our head that way. I mean, you know, it, it's like, look, 
the best case scenario is, of course, Labour winning the next election, which is, you know, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. I'm still 50-50 on that. But let's be very honest, even if they win the next election, it'll be a one-term government. Labour's never been able to do more than disappoint us after a single term, and then we throw them out. And we'll end up going back to the Liberal Party. In that situation, we might end up with Peter Dutton as Prime Minister three years from now or four years from now. Mm. So either way, we get screwed by Dutton. So we need to save Scott Morrison is the situation we are in. Yes, yes, so I think. So sing along to that ukulele song, clap mm. his ukulele playing, celebrate yes. it, let him perform the ukulele in concert at mm. the next, you know, The Voice and, or... And it's not or just or about Australian ukuleles. Idol. It's let him pass his bill, you know, discriminating against gays and trans people. Like, let's... Let him get a few successes on the board. Like, let him, you know, you know, what else does he do? Yeah, like, because let him set up a whole other have another policy. That, the that alternative is, is Peter Dutton will pass a bill discriminating against humanity or yes, like all exactly. human beings because he like, hates humans. He's from his yes. reptoid planet. It's that we are the food. Yes, but uh, let him do all that just so we don't have to have Peter Dutton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the situation we're in. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Was the point of the bill that he was so... I mean, imagine keeping everyone there till 5am to get it through the lower house and then like two hours later going, yeah, we can't get it through the Senate. Sorry, guys, just set up for nothing. I mean, was he trying to do this so he would have accomplished at least one thing during the past three years? Because I was trying to think of the things that he's actually done during this term. And other than react incredibly late to a lot of urgent disasters... I can't think of any policies. Like, what have they actually done in this term? I think what he did was, he, instead of reacting late to a terrible disaster, he thought, what if I start creating a terrible disaster yes. very late in and of it's, itself? You know, it's he, he went from being the subject of the painting to the artist himself. And the, the, you, if you see the speech where, you know, that he gave in Parliament when the bill was basically going to be shelved, he sounded despondent because he said, I thought this would unite everyone. And, you know, what could be more obvious than a man who basically, let's see, he told Grace Tame, I bet that felt good to get it out when she got the Australian of the Year Award and she gave a speech in which she wept. He, you know, was in Hawaii and uh, during the fires and came back and said, I don't hold a hose, mate. You know, all of the things that he has done, told women's protesters that he, he they should be grateful they're not being shot at. Who knew that he'd be bad at reading the room? I think is the mm. real surprise here is that mm. Scott Morrison, it turns out, not a very good strategist. What does yes. it say about our political system that even though he's such a bad strategist, he's the best strategist we have in politics in mm. Australia? Mm. Although you do have to admire Anthony Albanese's week. Like he's had a good yeah, week. Yeah. I well, mean, if, if the objective is to to not do very much except for fairly fairly on point motherhood statements, uh, yeah, it was it was a good week. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was for Albanese. It was a good week, and I think we have to qualify that statement. You know, yeah. it's 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 like you know that kid in class who's just not very bright, very sweet. Um, usually eats the crayons, smells his fingertips a lot after putting them in his underarms, and he comes in and he does two plus two on the board and writes down five, and you're like, that's close enough. It's not a four. But it's close enough. It no, was a but, good week for that kid. But Sammy, I reckon I just got a little bit annoyed with the Twitterverse this week because mm-hmm. most of the commentary on us was people saying, complaining that Anthony Albanese was not in the Greens. Like it was basically right. going, why doesn't he do the exact same thing that the Greens want him to do? Why doesn't he behave exactly like a Green? And it's like. Because he's not a green. Like, that's the reason he didn't do that. Like, like, and, and they're two different philosophies. Like, the greens want to be right and do things that are good and right mm-hmm. and moral. Right. And that's not Labour. That's but, not Labour. But then Labor, that is not Labour. Labour's whole thing is they, they want to get an electoral majority. They want to play the game of electoral politics and play, do all the tricks because they're interested in power, right? And, yes. and, and they're totally different goals right and and so he started engaging in the game and the games of electoral politics are ridiculously stupid they're they're things like support a bill so that it gets skewered in the senate for an obscure rule that sort of thing and there Mm -hmm. is no better person in the country to run those ridiculous games than anthony albanese he's been doing it since the late 1980s in parliament like he he's, he's been in that building for about like longer than he's been alive, and, and he hasn't built a single fast train. Is there one thing he's wanted to do his whole no, career? No, because because that's actually not. I mean, I know he call, calls himself Mister Fast Train, but actually his whole life has been parliamentary tactics. Like that's what he's good at. He's but good isn't at that even more moving and is he good to the motion? Isn't that even more Labor has had two terms. Well, sort of one and a bit terms really during his his. You know, in, in the post Howard, um, well, I guess post Andrew mm-hmm. Keating, nineteen ninety six, the first Rudd term, which was an absolute debacle, then and then we had Gillard, then we had Rudd, and then Gillard being re-elected without even a majority. Where's the skill? In, I mean, yeah, that's, what I, mean. that's what I always that wonder. Everyone always goes, Anthony Albanese is a political maverick and he knows what he's doing. No, they said no, the no, exact no, no, same no. I think you're not listening. You're not okay. listening to me. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, what I, I'm not saying that what he did was right. Like, I would have voted against the bill, right? Like, like, no, but, no, but, but but that's not why the Labor Party exists. They they exist to do all the little tricky tricks. But Charles, right? this is my and, and, this no, is no, the whole and, point. And just hear me out. Which is that, like, I'm not saying he'll achieve anything. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying okay, okay. that, like, this bill was a, a tricky trick thing from. Scott Morrison. Anyway, the whole point about this bill was that Scott Let's Morrison wanted it to be rejected by Labor, so he couldn't get it through, and then he could go to all his donors and complain about that and say, "Vote for me at the next election," because the Labor Party is against religious freedom. And instead, right. Albo got his entire caucus around saying, "Well, why don't we support both religious freedom, like you know." You know, there is a problem about, you know, yeah. Muslims being discriminated against. Let's run hard on protecting Muslims from being discriminated against. And let's also protect gays and trans, uh, but not a whole lot of other people, like disabled people, from, you know, being discriminated against. Well, I mean, no one wants to talk about the fact that Muslims don't yeah. Muslims don't like gays and trans and as well, which is a whole other separate issue that no one gets into. But anyway, continuing. The, the, but the whole point is this whole 
Bill was a gamey game. Like there was, it was solving a problem yes. that didn't even exist. Yeah. You no, know, like, I understand that, Charles. But the the broader point is, and this is the frustrating thing about the Labor Party, is that I totally understand the notion that in order to to win an election, you've got to win the majority of people or in marginal seats. You're not going to be able to get the things you truly believe in. You have to make some sacrifices in the interest of getting power. The issue with Labor is that they're crap at it. They don't manage to get power. They've been the, the what, party which of parliament for in the last, what, in the last think, 120 okay. years, Dom. Which parliament has passed the most legislation? True. They, they, no, this is very true. Charles is right. They did end up passing that important legislation that created offshore detention centres and forced many refugees and asylum seekers into indefinite punishment. So, you know, that, that is a, a win for the Labour government in reminding us that they are just as shit and vile as the Liberal <laughs> government. And, and look, I think Charles's argument is it's not the destination. It's the journey. And Anthony Albanese is a master of the journey. He will never yeah. reach the destination, but <laughs> God, he will train. walk his it ass off exist. getting there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, it, and he certainly will never be on a fast train <laughs> trying to reach his destination. Someone just buy the man a train set to put in his basement. So much of our lives would be made easier if he just had a train to play around with and would disappear for a while. This, but Charles, this is the thing. The, the thing is, is that Labour has not been good. Like... The whole Sussex Street, Labour right, whatever it takes, Richo stuff that worked so well back in the day, mm. they haven't managed to play that game. They've been, yes, they've been I think that's brilliantly right. outranked by the coalition. And, and what um, is interesting but, is that the, the, the Liberal Party is now being like the Labour Party. So the Labour Party, like everyone inside and outside the Labour Party knows that if you put Tanya Plibersek in, yes. the Labour Party... We'll, would not lose the next election, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, but Albo is fifty-fifty. He probably will lose. You know, like you know. But they don't do it because the ALP, yeah, doesn't have that sort of labourite machine that they had in the eighties, eighties and the nineties, which goes prioritise winning at all costs. Like actually, we're an electoral party. We want to win. Let's actually just do the dirty on Albo because even though he's done the last three years, Tanya would do it better. The Liberal Party is in exactly the same boat, which is they're now they're tearing themselves apart. In New South Wales, there's a whole lot of seats that Alex Hawke, Scott Morrison's right-hand man in New South Wales, is stopping the pre-selections in various seats where the Libs are in real trouble because, you know, factionally, Scott Morrison's little people aren't getting up in those seats. And mm, so mm-hmm. the, the factionalism is now rife in both... It, like. There's no major party that actually seeks good outcomes for their party or for Australia. Like, it's all about... Isn't Albo going to win, though? Like, his his strategy of doing nothing and basically f- not having these sorts of fights and not no. allowing... Uh, Dom, Dom, you're, you're, you're misunderstanding. Albo isn't going to win the election. Scott Morrison might lose the election. Yes, yes. I think that's... Yes, therein that's exactly lies the, strategy, the difference. Yes. Therein lies a huge difference. And, and, and the difference in that is then who leads how and how long they get to lead for. So, yeah. I think and it's all end, about, like, as, was it Caesar or something said, like, or Aristotle, which is the, the way you Caesar come to power. Caesar or Aristotle. You're just naming old people. Yeah, old, old. You couldn't remember who said it. But, it, but it's, or maybe it was Machiavelli. The way you come to power is the way that you wield it. Who said that? Yes. Some political theorist. And, I think Thanos. Right. And was, <laughs> no, and the point is that Alba came to power on the... On the face of the most cowardly, it, like if he gets to power, it'll be on the back of the most cowardly strategy mm-hmm. ever, and you know, and having nothing to say about anything, 
Well, that's how he'll govern. Like we know that. Yeah. Know, so. Well, I mean, look, but can he play the ukulele? And I think in the end, when you're a journalist like Carl, and you sit across <laughs> from the Prime Minister of Australia yeah. and have this opportunity to ask him all the questions that the country has been screaming. That you ask, you know, things like, why have you done so much damage? Why didn't you take on the, re- the recommendations regarding, you know, sexual assault and, and, and endemic behavior in parliament? Why have you ignored climate change issues? Why have you done so much to this country that could have been avoided? You All you do instead is just sit there grinning like a fucking moron while the prime minister plays the uh, mm. ukulele. I think that is the real thing that we need to um, remember that it, we got out of this yeah. week. I think you misspoke earlier, though, because I think you called Carl Stefanovic a journalist. So, Oh, yeah, fair enough. My apologies. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, you're right. Uh, I, I meant to say mincing buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Carl, he did ask the question, just one of the clips that's been released at this point, that I wanted to know the answer to, which is that if you lose, are you going to go back to Hawaii? <laughs> oh, Brilliant. <laughs> So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing if some of those little cheeky lines get in. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, we're, we're thinking of doing a live drunken react to the 60 Minutes report on Sunday night, which we will mm-hmm. release as our Monday morning episode, um, or maybe as a as an extra. Well, how right, will we do knows? that? We'll release it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. It'll be in this feed. If, uh, if we actually... Uh, unless we're uh, too drunk to unless, work out how to post it. <laughs> yeah, right. I think the real question is, will you be vomiting because you've drunk too much or because you're watching 60 Minutes? Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for having me as always. See ya. Aggies from Road Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. And don't forget, Sammy's News Weekly Podcast is also available. You can check that out in your podcast app of choice. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.